dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And welcome to Blunt Business once again. Thank you for joining us here for another episode. Our guest this week, we welcome a cannabis industry expert uh, who we've had on Cannabis Radio uh, almost back to the original initial start of of the network back in 2015. He recently made some comments about the importance of buying legal marijuana, how cannabis's reputation has changed, and pot rules at social gatherings. So we're going to take these discussion topics, but we're going to take it into a very... 30,000 feet, well, yeah, high could be the pun, a 30,000-foot level conversation. Just want to get some real ideas, some philosophy here on those areas. So with that said, let me welcome the founder and head grower of Honest Marijuana Company. Welcome back, Anthony Franciosi to Cannabis Radio. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me back on. Hey, we're real glad to have you, Anthony. Thanks for coming back on with us again. It's been a while since... uh, State of Canada's back in September 2015. I can't believe it's been so mo- so long ago, but you've grown. The company's done so well, and obviously uh, in Colorado, so much has changed. But let's do this. Different type of blunt business today. I'm going to take a lot of context and go into some comments that you made, which were very sound and very uh, insightful. I mean, very uh, well, well said, well articulated. So I'm going to pull some quotes, and I'm going to give you the time to expand on each. So some of these are kind of long quotes, but I'm going to go through it and give this so we can give proper context to this on a certain couple of debates and discussion topics. Now, first topic we have is legal, legal marijuana versus black market cannabis. This is something you said about this. Quote, the main thing is testing. It is very important to make sure the microbial testing for heavy metals and pesticides is done because failed tests for those types of things can cause chronic illness and a whole plethora of cha- damaging outcomes for people, especially when you're smoking. You recommended buying from the legal market to make sure the cannabis is tested. You also cited cleanliness and property licensing, saying, quote, the price of black market cabinet cannabis isn't even competing with the recreational market anymore, so there's no even reason to buy it. So, end quote. Black market cannabis, as we know, Anthony, has been a, become a hurdle in markets which are new to medical or adult use. Hell, I just talked to somebody from California where it's rampant. I mean, it's still as competitive as the legal market. What advice would you give to dispensaries that might still be needing to tackle alternative means of supply and demand? Hmm. Yeah, well, the California thing's tough, in my opinion, and not to kind of backtrack on what I've said before, but uh, you know, a lot of those growers out there in California who are unable to get licenses now been operating there for you know generations in some cases and so they're kind of being pushed out of the market a little bit which is unfortunate and so uh, you know as licenses becomes more competitive and uh, they're giving them away to corporations and people with a lot of money when some of these small farmers don't have that and so that that's the tough part I think because a lot of the the legalization efforts were kind of taking place on the, on the backs of those people who kind of started the culture and had been a part of it for so long. So uh, it's tough to say, oh, you know, we need to send the government in there to shut down the black market or whatever, because now we're criminalizing a lot of the people who really led the effort to get it legalized. So it's tough there. But if I'm a dispensary owner and that type of thing, oh, man, 
I don't know, California stuff, I got to say. <laughs> hey, totally. California stuff. Here in Colorado, here in Colorado, it's different because, you know, any, any, the little guys can get licensing, right? As long as you can get a lease, uh, you're not a felon and uh, you have a pretty good product, you can go get a license and you can compete um, without any real interference from the man, you know, anyone oh can do God. it. And in California, it's a little different. The licensing is tougher in the different counties and whatever, and they're making it tougher for little guys to play. So that that issue that you're talking about is partially because of the fact of the how the licensing is uh, catered towards bigger groups and um, – you know, so they're they're making it hard for those little guys to go compete and pay taxes. So if I'm a third generation cannabis farmer in Northern California, I'm doing the same thing those guys are doing, most likely. <laughs> but that doesn't ch- that doesn't change the testing side of it, right? And a lot of those smaller farms are doing things really correctly and are, would pass those tests if they were able to participate. But there's a lot of them that wouldn't. And what you see in the smaller scale farms is that. Um, they're still spraying Eagle 20 and Avid and these other damaging pesticides that at least right. if it was on a food crop, you'd eat it and it'd get processed by your liver and all that type of stuff, which wouldn't be good for you, but wouldn't be as bad as smoking it and get it directly deposited in your body. So if I'm a dispensary owner in California, I guess I'm, I'm pushing that point, first of all, that it's tested and compliant and meets all those things and kind of try to encourage customers to understand that uh, you're spending money and paying taxes you know, as part of your, you know, obligation to provide people with a safe product that they can rely on. And now and kind I, of going through your yeah. own point, honest marijuana, know for yourself, you stress on organic. You definitely look to try to avoid, I mean, I know it's pesticide free in general, yeah. if I'm correct. So that's what you stand for. And that's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a practice that we would wish the entire industry would follow. Yeah, I want to ask you, a per- and this is a first-hand account from me, I'm bringing a story in here. Nothing you would see published, but I'm going to bring a story up. I got a best friend of mine, and for a long okay. time I know he's, you know he's been a cannabis user. No, no question there, no secret. I live in Florida and in South Florida. Now, we only have, of course, medical marijuana. When it comes to smokable uh, cannabis or medical cannabis, it's only last week that smokable medical marijuana became allowed recently. So for him, he knows if he smokes it now, he's going to be subject to a fine because it is criminalized, but yet he's still subject to it. But now here's the thing that I got to deal with when I, I'll talk to him about this. So he's used to buying black market dime bags or ounces from a supplier he trusts. I've seen him. I've seen what he gets. You know, I, you know okay, I, I get why he likes what he gets. He probably consumes about an ounce every four to six weeks. He does enjoy it for recreational reasons, but... He does say he wants to be able to use CBD or something to help him with insomnia and foot pain. With his heels, he has a little extra weight on him, probably an extra 40 pounds over. So now, we went through doing some shopping through some CBD stores within uh, downtown West Palm Beach where I live. We were looking at the pricing when it comes to what was on the counters and what he would need to get a medical marijuana card. So when he was told the information, he just can't see himself spending... 250 to $300 for a doctor's visit, followed by $75 for the medical marijuana card, plus he has to wait. You know, yes, you get it a week after a week or so, you get that waiting period, and then six weeks after you get the card, we'll have to wait for all that. Then he also went, this weekend, he actually bought his very first CBD vape pen. He wanted to try it out. But he bought the lowest costing model because you see the pricing is so much. So all the points you made earlier, I completely agree with. 
But here's the question. Now, I know there's a lot of people like that that are budget-friendly and that, you know, how do you convince those that, are not, that can't remove themselves because of the prices of the dispensaries and the CBD shops are so much? How can you get them removed from budget-friendly black market suppliers? How, how, does that, how do you get that to change? They got to do it the way Colorado did, man, and let the free market determine who gets to play ball and stop trying to create little perfect economies for their buddies. You know, I think that's really what it is. You're seeing the way that the rules are being rolled out in Missouri and in Jersey and Maryland, uh, Ohio. You know, you're looking at uh, states with millions and millions of residents and only 32 dispensary licenses, right? So right. they're creating it in a way so that – but they're they're creating it in a way so the price they, – they can determine the price and they can – and, you know, certain people aren't going to go to the black market guy. So they know they have some sort of customer because they're going after kind of those new users uh, who – probably not comfortable making those connections on their own outside of, you know, the legal framework and that type of thing. But for somebody like your friend, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with them. I would do the same thing. It's just the only reason I ever got a medical card in Colorado back in the day was so I could grow my own. And that was really the big reason to have the medical card. And, you know, now in Colorado, the prices on the medical side are lower and the dosages are higher. Um, and the tax burden burden isn't as much on the grower. Right. So it still makes sense for those people because they're getting a tax, the t- you know, lower taxes, better price, higher, po- higher potencies, excuse me. So it makes sense there. But until in these new states, until they just open it up and treat it like a liquor store, which is on every corner and every neighborhood, yeah. and those let those people compete, you know, on price and customer service and all, you know, all the things a regular retail business would then you're then in my opinion yeah you're still going to see the same thing and you see it in every new legal state where an eighth still costs 40 50 bucks well there's so much weed getting shipped all over the country from california and everywhere else yeah that's not the true price of an eighth even in a brand new recreational market because of uh all the growing being done around the country and so that's i think the my my real answer is just stop making the rules and the, the new framework in a way that caters to the black market people almost you know yeah we're still about a year into the medical side i mean there's at least people are out there and we're seeing a lot more consuming for it but yeah you really do not just that but and also just finding certain shops to go ahead and purchase you know for for us in west palm you know you got to go into the downtown area you got to go to some kind of high-end districts where you know, not just because of the store and the rent they have to pay. So they're going to put the price up and inflate just because of where they're going to be located. They're not going to put yeah. themselves in a lower end part of, of town where they don't feel like they're going to get enough of a, a group. But I mean, it depends on certain areas, but it's just all this takes them into account. So I'm like, I want to get my friend off of the black market stuff. And I want to get everybody off of that because no control, no control over price, no control over what can be leased in it, anything like yeah. that. I totally with you on that let's take a commercial break Anthony we're going to come back want to talk about cannabis rules at social gatherings this goes for business owners and for those that are just friends of yours that things that we should know selecting strange in a dispensary these are practical things you should know about things that are important we want to talk about that and Anthony I'm so thankful you're able to go and do this with us today so we're going to talk more in just a moment but first I must talk to you about the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo we are there are wonderful sponsors here on Blunt Business and that's because, you know, I go to the shows every year. They're wonderful. I'm a part of it. And 
I can vouch there are amazing events, a lot of great information, education, and you got thousands of industry professionals and, you know, really some great people that come around to these shows. You'll see the next show coming up August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. It's a great event. You definitely need to go make time to go. I know there's a lot of big events that everybody goes to in Vegas and San Jose and those others. They're great. But then, you know, you're looking from a different perspective. Look at a show like the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And if you're looking to try to find your way in as a new cannabis business or speaking opportunities, vendor opportunities, we have it there for you. And take a look at what we're doing, the movement we're trying to create to educate, engage, and empower the evolution of the cannabis industry. You can do it with us at the USCC Expo. Look for us at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Back more with Anthony Franciosi, excuse me, founder and head grower of Honest Marijuana Company, founder and head grower. We'll be back with more with him after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We are joined here on Blunt Business by the founder and head grower of Honest Marijuana Company, Anthony Franciosi, your own Blunt Business. Thank you so much again for joining us. Now, let's move on to your comments about cannabis rules at social gatherings. Quote, since cannabis has become so widely normalized recently, it is no longer taboo to bring it to social events at all. It is also not illegal to give or share legally purchased cannabis with any adults over 21 and recreational markets. Now, you did mention discretion when it comes to consuming in front of children, and you mentioned how vape cartridges or pens are probably better tolerated by most people for discreetness and the lack of odor. So, do you think dispensaries should look at that change of increasing social and cultural acceptance and start offering maybe a form of catering in order to push more product? You know, so, you have parties, and you have things that are going on where people want to just imbibe, then let's create something so you can push more product out maybe offer that as something as for any kind of gathering. Yeah, that's a great 
idea. I think there's some chefs out there uh, doing that type of thing where it's like uh, they'll come cater and do a you know right. five course dinner, or whatever, paired with some cannabis stuff or that type of thing. But as far as it might be tough because if you, to make the sale to actually give someone the cannabis, they gotta purchase it legally through certain frameworks and stuff. I'm sure you could work through that. But that's a great idea. Well, part of it was thinking of like just even if it wasn't so much the cannabis, but also the vape pens, because there's so many you have available, so many yeah. different varieties. If everybody was just able to go in, okay, pass along vape pens, everybody along, go ahead, take yeah, a screen, take a flavor, out. go for it. Yeah, the vape pens are getting better and better too. They're making like, I just tried a, a live rosin date vape pen from 710 Labs in Colorado that was really good. And those are nice when you're uh, somewhere where you know nobody minds if you're using cannabis but they also don't want you you know sparking a doobie in the backyard or something because you know some of the more uptight guests might not like it or or that type of thing but and it's nothing against because i mean for me you know i would always prefer somebody to smoke cannabis in front of me instead of cigarettes or cigars that's just the bottom line but even that protocol that etiquette is still in play there's not not it's not a a diss at anybody smoking cannabis in front of somebody but it's yeah. still the matter of smoke that people just don't want to have and i understand yeah. that point and i you know I, I one of our products is called honest blunt and it's a oh. it's a machine rolled blunt uh that we roll on a cigar machine from the dominican republic mm. so nice. i have uh i usually have some blunts on me and that's about the most uh kind of obtuse or intrusive or whatever way you can use cannabis right for the most part uh, it's like a big old joint or blunt or something like that but i have those on me when i'm that different you never know who uh when uh you you wind up in a place where you were expecting to be low-key and it's nice to have a big fatty around now real quick uh, question about that that the, the tobaccos you put around that so in dominican republic give me a little idea of what the uh, flavor of the tobacco is and how it adds to the flavor of the blunt well, actually, the machine itself is from the Dominican Republic, oh. but we use a hemp wrap. In, in Colorado, you can't mix tobacco with oh. the herb. Gotcha. So we use, a, we use a hemp leaf that we import, and it's, uh, it's an organic European hemp, and then we fill it with our organic uh, soil-grown cannabis uh, from here in Colorado. And we, you know, It's a machine roll, so it's really consistent, smokes really well, and uh, it's doing really well in the state right now. Oh, okay. So the machinery. I'm so uh, thank you. Yeah, for I apologize. No, because it's true. Because I've just I've always heard about with cigar aficionados. Like you know, Cuba was the place, but now Dominican Republic they grow yeah. such great tobacco over there. So like you know, I'm sure some people have probably done that anyway. But well, what you're yeah. doing obviously is again the organic. It's got good leaf. It's going to definitely hold up and have a good pull when you're uh, taking it in. So that I'll totally understand that now. What kind of strain do you put in that? Like, here's another question. This is a great question for a lot of people out there. How to select strains in the dispensary? And you said this, quote, well, going into a dispensary to purchase flour, I think the first question that needs to be asked is how it was grown. I always lean towards growers that try to use organic methods and are conscientious about their footprint before I consider what kind of strain I want. As far as strains go, there are so many new cultivars out there that it's hard to know what to choose. You also said as far as strains go, there are so many new, you know, really, it's a matter of what's available. Because I can only imagine trying to be able to be aware of what there is out there and for the bud tenders over there to know also what's aware and how they have to also really test everything out so they have a good awareness and be able to match up. So now, 
I've interviewed several consulting companies here on Pump Business that work with dispensaries. You know, some of it's part point of sale. They're offering their software, but then they're also offering in time their own consulting about how to best handle customers, how bud tenders should be best utilized. One of the ideas mentioned, and I'm not going to mention names, was how customers should come in more well-informed so as not to rely on the bud tender to help a customer find the right strain or potency that they might not end up liking. So they were going to say, come in well-informed so that you're not going to have to rely on the bud tender to give you something you don't like and you have a bad experience from it. So how do you view that concept? Um, well, it's a two-way street, I think, a little bit. Bud tenders are usually busy, and sometimes they can, uh, you know, they, depending on the place uh, where you're shopping, they can be, uh, you know, don't want to take as much time as maybe they need to, especially if you're a new user. So there, there might be some uh, validity to that statement. But I think more than anything, bud tenders in general need to be experts, right? That's the that's that's why they're in that position, and, and a lot of them, are you know just founts of information and, and especially in the in the better places and that doesn't always mean the high end place or whatever just places where usually they take care of the bud tenders and um, as far as uh, you know asking about the way it was grown if you go into certain shops in Colorado and you say oh how was this bud grown and they don't have the answer and I'm going to oh. the next one yeah you know what I mean so uh, and, and at that point, you say, oh, all this is soil grown, no pesticides, you know, blah, 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 meets, you know, checks all the dots for me. Then the next thing I say is, okay, you know, what kind of strains do you have, that type of thing. And, and they'll tell you. And, and even for an experienced consumer, when you're walking in there, uh, there's going to be stuff you've never seen or heard of before. And it happens to me, and I claim to be uh, pretty firmly, you know, uh, or at least understanding most of the new trends and that type of thing, or at least I try to. Um, so what I normally do is I, if I, if there's not something I'm real comfortable with that I know that I like, I ask about strains that I've liked before. I'm a big sour diesel guy, New York city, anything <laughs> diesel East coast. I'm from Jersey originally. Huh. So then, you know, they can say, Oh, well, this is a new strain, but it's a, it's, it has diesel in the lineage or uh, I like Cindy 99 and people do a lot of crosses with that. So I'll say, you have any, crosses that have some of those other strains that I like and you know the chemotype is probably going to be uh, something that falls in your wheelhouse and terpene testing is another big way to start figuring that stuff out but it's not always readily available at the counter and even for myself I'm not sure exactly which terpene profile works uh, you know best with my chemical makeup and, and then my system so that's a you know then you're going to be in there all day uh, you know trying to put together some elaborate uh, puzzle to figure out what strain to buy. So, so you add on to another point I want to put on top of that because of the fact that you have very little chance to do any testing, nor do you have any chance to do any sampling at all either because, you know, just you really just can't give up that much product and give that chance to do that within the dispensary because you're trying to keep it a clean atmosphere so that, you know, nobody's being persuaded by one thing or the other. I could also imagine the butt tenders and those in the dispensary that are selling product Maybe there is something they're trying to push more of, whether it's maybe it's their own brand or something else that they're trying to push out that's something special to try to get out and get that and get it pushed out the door. That could be another thing to account. It's it's just regular customer service anyway you have to worry about. So that, that that's again the educating yourself and getting a good understanding beforehand and having maybe more of the butt tender be more of the clarification to kind of yeah. validate what you're looking for probably would be the better way to go. 
Yeah, that's de- that's definitely true. And like I said, yeah, it's a two-way street. You know, you can uh, if you haven't done any research or anything like that, you might be susceptible to, you know, kind of they're you know the the owner saying, hey, this jar needs to go away for the next thing. You know, there you go. and that might not be the best thing for you. But yeah, you know that definitely happens. Uh, absolutely. So it's good to have a little bit of knowledge going going in. I would say for sure. Let's move on to how to choose the right edible when you're buying online. This is also for our friends up north in Canada because when it's become so tough for them to go ahead and buy in stores, in the government-regulated stores, there's a lot of online sales, and I know that still goes for everyone, even in Colorado, definitely. So now you said this, quote, there are a lot of different options out there when it comes to edibles, and for me, there are a few few points to look out for. The first one is what type of starting material was used to add the active ingredients into into the edible itself. So it's always about quality first with you, and that's a great way to start. Then you say, once you determine what kind of starting material you like, what works with your body as far as effect goes, the type of vessel carrying the active ingredients depends more on personal preference. Now, take me through, Anthony, how you choose the right place to buy from, and what are some of the things you like to see that would make you more likely to purchase after the fact of, of course, quality? Well, you know, there's a couple, if I'm ever buying, I don't make edibles myself in my facility. So I, if I, if I'm getting edibles, you know, I am buying someone else's. So I'm a, I'm a customer in that sense. And the first thing is uh, everything's made from distillate nowadays, right? And distillate is the moonshine of cannabis. Any shitty growing material can be put into uh, the concentrate kind of any sort of equipment, whatever you're starting with, whether you use butane or CO2 or whatever it is, it can all be made into distillate. So it doesn't matter the quality of the flower. Uh, it really doesn't matter the quality of, of any part of the process. Uh, and then they take this, this raw oil and they heat it to basically the boiling point of THC, right? So uh, they're collecting all the THC in a flask, but the problem is that the boiling point for all other terpenes and cannabinoids. Um, so I, I do try to avoid distillate uh, edibles, which most of the gummies and that type of stuff are made from. There are some companies in Colorado, Colorado still using butter and other uh, starting materials as far as the THC is concerned that's cooked at a much lower rate or they're reintroducing terpenes, which is a, it's a little, uh, you know, you're splitting hairs at this point getting into all that stuff. But I like to try to find a company like, for example, one in Colorado is called Love's Oven. They don't use distillate. They use uh, food-grade oil that's been kind of run at a much lower temper- temperature. It's going to hold on to a lot more of those other medicinal compounds. Oh, okay. Being overall uh, better product, right, because it still has some of those terpenes, some of those other uh, phytonutrients and other things now, that weren't all were, st- stripped down. Now, if you were to do something where you're doing edibles and you had a website, so what is it that's important that you need to see on a website so it gives you that determination, okay, they're not using this still, so they're using something more grade, that's much better to keep those cannabinoids to keep the, everything intact. What would you need to see to that shows you this is a, this is a place where I want to go ahead and purchase possibly? You know, that is a great question. Um, and and mostly what I'd like to see is that it's made from uh, butter uh, or made from um, full spectrum oil, like a Rick Simpson oil. Yes. Um, those products will probably show that they have a. Um, lower THC uh, most of the time but in my opinion that's a that's that's not a bad thing at all no 
That's a fascinating. That's a fascinating uh, question right there, and it's really that's why I like what this all got put together. Just some of these things that we bring up here that is really important. Now, another thing I thought was fascinating. Let me go ahead and move forward. CBD and privilege, and I want to ask you about a comment that you made here. Quote: The real way to receive a benefit from CBD, along with other cannabinoids, hence an entourage effect, where more than one cannabinoid is present in the mixture, is through hemp plant extract. An almost untraceable tiny amount of THC, less than 0.3%, is also part of the entourage effect and also has great benefits. And I've read this debate all over the place reading for this interview. How do you take on this debate here? On whether CBD is snake oil or not, basically, is the question. Pretty much. You know, I, I'm not a scientist personally. And uh, and I think CBD, they've proven. We have a... We have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies that's uh, designed to receive these compounds. That's right. that's been proven. Um, so CBD absolutely uh, can be helpful medicinally for certain people uh, with certain ailments, inflammation, uh, and 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 a lot more serious things. But in my personal experience and from talking to other smart people involved in the industry, THC opens those receptors up, and uh, you get that full medicinal medicinal effect um, when you're using them in a, in a combination. And one-to-one is really popular, but I see it as little as one to 10 THC to CBD. And I have a better effect um, than a purely CBD product. And as far as the real science behind why that might be and, and that type of thing, uh, I'm not, you know, unfortunately informed enough to really comment on but uh what i do know is that the way that our endocannabinoid system in our bodies works is with the two products together and i think when you look at people in extreme cases with cancer and epilepsy and things like that cbd on it do the same things as a combination does and in those cases uh they're using you know a high thc low cbd dose um for really the most extreme medical benefit, uh, at least from what I've seen in personal experience. Wonderful. So let's go and continue. Now we're going to talk about honest marijuana. We want to take some time to talk to you about that, but I want to take a quick break first for our sponsors, and we'll be back with more with Anthony Franciosi, founder and head grower for Honest Marijuana Company here on Blunt Business. We'll be back after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? 
Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're here with final questions for Anthony Franciosi of the Honest Marijuana Company based in Colorado. Anthony, I thank you for taking time to answer all those really, really some common questions that, I mean, I don't think they get talked about enough. And I think in this in this uh, platform right here was a really play, a good way to kind of put it together and take some perspective outside of just this simple Q&A. I thought this was a nice way to put things. Now, I appreciate you helping me out with that because that really answered a lot of questions for me so that I could pass on to others. And I think that's going to help a lot of people that when it comes to business and when it comes to just enjoying the enjoying the plant, really what it comes down to, in any way, shape, or form that you like it. So now let's talk about some news with an honest marijuana company. You recently introduced new nano-sized THC capsules with two modes of consumption that is said to offer a user a full intake of THC without having to eat an edible. There we go. It's a pill inside of a capsule, so you could just swallow it or open the capsule, place the pill in water, shake it up, and drink it for even a quicker effect. So tell me behind the creation and the uh, development of these capsules. Well, we've been working with some uh, high-level scientists who kind of create cleaner delivery mechanisms uh, outside of smoking or eating chocolate, you know. And um, I think a lot of the market is moving to that. And you're seeing a lot of those products coming out. And uh, there was an article recently in Forbes that said, you know, past the joint might turn to pass me the eyedropper. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there's a, there's an awareness in the market for those type of products. Uh, The problem is I think a lot of them aren't as, uh, they don't work as well as smoking a joint for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? As, As far as the effect that I'm after. So, uh, but this product is different, you know. Uh, we've basically broken the molecule size down small enough, smaller than anyone that I've that I've seen in the industry, um, to where when you're consuming these products, you're feeling the effects nearly instantly within one to two minutes. And uh, and like you said, it can be it can be taken a multitude of ways. You can put it in your drink. You can eat it. It's water soluble, and uh, and we're using that technology, uh, you know and some CBD products uh, for creams and that type of thing. So it's been proven. It's transdermal. It works really well uh, just about any way you consume it. And we're, we're trying to create that full spectrum that mimics the plant. Um, so you're getting that full medicinal effect that you hope for and, and, and also bypassing some of the smellier or more inconvenient ways of, of consuming that can be done on the subway or uh you know, in an airplane on your way here, whatever you're doing, where you might need to be discreet, or maybe you just don't want to 
smoke or you don't want to, uh, you know, eat those unnecessarily uh, calories. But I think the, the, the real merit in this product is the science and the, uh, and the quickness of uh, the kind of the rate of absorption in your body and the, and the way you feel it so quickly. And I'll tell you, for those that get a chance to be able to go ahead and get their hands on something for Honest Marijuana, I know, like I said, we've talked with you for a long time. We've been a mainstay in Colorado, and obviously a lot of people really have enjoyed your product. I read a lot of great stories about you, and I'm really glad that everything's been working out so well, that we're all we're all still here in the cannabis industry growing and, and getting bigger and better. So I noticed on the website you got a lot of different products. you got the Hemp Theory Hemp Oil Extract Tincture. you got Honest Wax uh, Concentrate. And so many different strains from Thin Mint, Girl Scout Cookies, which I've heard of for a long time, Chem Dog, Blue Dream, Fruity Pebbles. Oh, boy, good stuff. Candy Kush. So much that's there. Obviously, people enjoy it. So please let our listeners know, do they have to be in Colorado to get it? Where can they find it? And what new things are coming across that people should know about besides the capsules? Let people know about what's going on and how they can get their hands on it. Yeah, well, for right now, uh, you can only buy it in uh, licensed dispensaries in the state of Colorado, but we are uh, talking to some folks in other markets uh, to hopefully bring some of our products there. But uh, if you're in Colorado, keep an eye out for our organic, honest blunts. They're the only machine-rolled blunts in the world, and and, uh, we're growing organically up here, pesticide-free in soil. And uh, we're also, we also, you know, you can find any of our flower in a number of locations throughout the state, organically grown. Uh, we, we use nitrogen pres- preservation through a company called N2PAC, uh, which is canned cannabis, if you've seen that before. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of looks like a tuna can, but uh, <laughs> totally recyclable, food-grade preservation on those products as well as the blunts. So uh, as soon as you're picking them up, it's, uh, it's just like from grow right to the customer without any uh, bud tender interference and uh, you know just the way uh, we like to consume it ourselves and that's the way we like to pass it on to our customers and that's really the whole ethos behind our company and the way we do things so uh, if you're out here check us out uh, you can look find us on Instagram at, at Honest Marijuana Co uh, you know our website honestmarijuana.com has a lot of good information the blog on there uh, has been running for a couple of years so you can find all different stuff. We recently launched a CBD dosage calculator, which you can find on the website. Nice. And uh, so a lot of good information on there. Yeah, and I'm also looking at the Honest Blunts, and I'm seeing you have an organic mint rolled sugar leaf, and that's nice big green-looking liquor. It looks <laughs> it looks great. And like you said, uh, now well, the other thing as well, with that machine at Dominican Republic, the way it's going to actually do a, a very good wrapping, much like a very high-end cigar, something that would be like a – $20 per cigar type wrapper. Like, that's good quality. So, like, right there, packed together with good organic quality product. That's what you have there at Honest Marijuana. And so, you know, congratulations. And uh, uh, well, again, we want to do this again. We got to keep talking. Then, uh, well, hopefully, we'll go ahead and connect and we'll go ahead and continue to do this. Uh, have you keep in touch and make sure to keep us uh, in tune with what's going on with you guys. Absolutely, 100%. If you're ever in Colorado, you got to look me up and, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, have a have a little session. Get you on the ski hill. <laughs> Get go. you on the ski hill also. <laughs> so there you go. Founder and head grow of Honest Marijuana Company, Anthony Franciosi. Thank you so much for being with us here on Plump Business. Really, really glad to have you. Thank you. So for all of you, thank you again for listening to us here on Plump Business. Of course, it's sponsored by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's August 34th, Miami, Florida. We are 
only several months away. Time is running out for you to get your tickets, get your registration. Go ahead now to usccexpo.com and register now. Be a part of the show, usccexpo.com. And with that said, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.